All the world is a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, the listeners of Liban is listening, I am taking on the role of being an actor. This week, Matthew, I am an actor! Which means um, I took an acting lesson recently for various reasons, which you'll come to understand as you listen to this episode of the podcast. And, uh, you know, it was such an interesting experience that I basically hijacked this entire episode. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't warn Johnny about it. I just told him, uh, I know we had all of these other plans for stuff we wanted to talk about, but I don't care. Today, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about me, all right? We're going to talk about me and myself and all the things that I'm interested in and what I care about. So, all right, just leave it. Just fucking leave it. Yeah, so, you know, get in there, enjoy it. If you've got anything you're curious about, you can email us at libanislistening at gmail.com. Ask us the questions and we'll, you know, we'll answer. And even if you don't email us, we'll make it up. We'll, we'll say you did. So either way, you're involved by force or by, you know, choice. So you might as well just go along with it. I'm just saying, just send us a fucking email. It's not that big of an ask, you sons of bitches. This is the BBC Home Service. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, W-E-L, uh, and then the rest of it. You know how it goes. I don't need to tell you how oh, Is that a song? Welcome. No. So it's how you spell welcome. All oh, right. Okay. I thought you were going to... Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to the start. show. It's show time. <laughs> it's show time. Shit. How are you guys doing? What's up? What's up? What have you been up to? Talk to how me. is everyone doing? We've been inundated with emails, oh. messages. Oh, my we, God. We have endless. actually... We have actually had a dramatic increase in listeners. I mean, Bizarrely. also internationally, like all yes, over the it's place. it's insane. We are big South in the America, Muslim North world. America, Middle East, uh, Europe, Asia, wherever. Asia. It's, it's really fun. Oh, it's so weird to I see. I do actually things. like that. I do actually like that. It, I, it, it kind of, it's kind of boring that we had the most listeners still in like UK. Mm-hmm. Because you just think it's boring, but we have some real interesting places, listeners. And I do, I mean, they're probably just fucking expats anyway. But I hope not. I want locals. I I don't mind expats. I don't mind expats. I do. The fact that they call themselves expats and not immigrants, Immigrants, that just fucks me up. Well, you know, I, when you say expat, it's, it's about as demeaning as immigrant, man. When I think expat, it's a fat, red faced British guy sitting on a Spanish. Beach, yeah, yeah. eating chips. That's literally what I think of when I think expat. You're literally better off being called an immigrant at this point. Are you? Okay. Don't you oh, think that? I, I I didn't think that, but now that you phrased it that way and like painted that picture, that is pretty insulting. So yeah, literally you... a fat white cunt from Essex <laughs> who sold his house five years ago, never did anything of value in his whole life. Yeah, but just because he had a house in London, and now he's red faced on the in a beautiful part of Spain. Well, there you go. If you've, ever called, back in the if you've ever, ever, ever called yourself an expat, that's that's how we see you from now on. Just so you know. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, I, yeah before we, we start on the main thing, there was something I wanted to bring up with you. Right. With me specifically. Yeah, right. with you specifically. Confrontation. Confrontation. 
in a previous episode, in a recent recording, we yeah. were talking about how often you cough on the show. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes, I was coughing now because I was literally no, no, choking on my tape. You said that I would never be able to find five coughs. Yeah, I don't believe there was five. There was five coughs. Did you not listen to the episode? where that's, I That's put not the... cough, though, as well. Uh, it's not even a cough. Clearing your throat is not a cough. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring cough gate back, ladies and gentlemen. But clearing your throat using a cough is still a cough. And last episode, I clearly marked on the sequence five different five different coughs where I put a little sound effect on to make sure to bring attention to it. Can you now admit no. that you do cough? I don't cough. That's not a cough. I clear my throat. Do I admit I clear my throat? Yes, I do. I plead guilty as charged. But you, coughing, you'd no, You'd go to sir. prison for such a long time. The no, judge would look at you, and because you're unrepentant, you'd get double the, double the sentencing. You'd no, spend no. double as long in prison, Johnny. I shot the clear my throat, but I did not shoot the cough. Okay. Okay, Bob Marley. So, uh, getting on to today's uh, one of the... Let me introduce topics. this. Let me Are introduce this. Introduce because, okay. Well, I'm taking the perspective. In this interaction, it's not, okay. you're going to be on my side. I know sometimes you switch to Liban's side, probably more often than not. But today, you're going to be with me. You're on my side of the room, looking at Liban. He's sitting in a chair Hi, guys. right now. Hi. He's sitting in a, he's sitting in a cell like room with red curtains, right? On, a, on an upright chair, there's a table in front, a pack of facts. He's smoking like a chimney. <laughs> and we're going to question him. We're going to interrogate him because he had a very interesting experience. Give us some backstory, then. I did. So, in a recent episode, I teased Johnny with the fact that I've got a very big project coming up, one of the, uh, probably the biggest project I've ever worked on in terms of uh, size, in terms of scope, in terms of the number of people involved, in terms of the creative ambition. Um, in preparation for that project, which, you know, it's still ongoing, we're going to be filming in September, um, I decided to take a couple of acting lessons because this job would require a bit of acting from me. And that's something that I've never done before. First question, but, was that you or did someone suggest it? I drove what? it. I said, um, I want to take a couple of acting lessons before we do any filming. Because uh, You just came up with the idea out of nowhere. What do you mean? When you knew you, when you, knew you had to do some acting, you was like, I'm going to go and do lessons. That was yes. just entirely your idea. No one suggested it. Nobody suggested it. There was no one else saying, oh, man, you're, you're a bit shit. You should go get some acting lessons. It, oh, was, literally, it was literally me saying uh, to myself, do you know what? When we do have those pressures, like four shooting days in September, I don't want to waste time getting used to it. I don't want to like lose yeah. like uh, time just giggling and trying to get comfortable. I want to get a bit of practice in ahead of time, get comfortable so that I can show up on the day and just rock and roll and just get on. Are you nervous? Is it maybe a bit of nerves coming up for the acting thing when you're doing? No, I don't think so. I don't, I'm not really. really I'm not nervous so much as very excited. I'm anticipating it very much. Have you ever done any acting before? In never, your life? never, no acting, other than you know the day to day lying that I do. Yeah, day to day lying. Day to day yeah. lying. Day to day <laughs> being someone I'm not in front of people who don't know yeah. the real me. Other than that, it's you know. No, you've never done any bit of acting. Now you're going to be doing it. You're going in well, the, the first bit, the first, I, I guess. Okay, does year seven drama class count? No, it doesn't count. 
Does year eight drama class? No, count? none of nothing. Year nine drama class. No acting you did under the age of twenty counts. Mm. Acting is if you've acted over twenty years old. What? That's about... daunting, man. That's very daunting. Okay, continuous story. So you decide to act a class. Perfectly reasonable. Yes. Yes. So you went, hit the Google. You started googling acting yes. classes. Yes. Um, so I'm going to introduce a character now. Who I'm not going to name him. I'm going to call him, for the purposes of this story, the collaborator. Oh, mysterious! All right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, what, what, what is this? The collaborator, someone you're working with? Yes, one on of this people, new project. Exactly. One of the people I'm working with this on this new project. I said to, I said to the collaborator, "Let's go take some lessons together, so that when we're acting together, on screen, together, it's going to be, you know, it's it familiar, how- natural." How friendly are you with the collaborators? Is it someone you know very well? Uh, reasonably well. Oh, reasonably well. Reasonably okay, then. Well. All right. So how did your suggestion go down? Uh, he was very excited about it. He was like, this is a brilliant idea. This is going to be so much fun. It'll also be a fodder for creativity. We can go to the acting class, acting class and uh, check out these weirdos and like, actor types and see what they're like and, you know, just absorb the yes. atmosphere. So he was, he yes. was very keen for it. Interesting. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All so right. I left it with the collaborator because he had done acting before. And I, I said to it, him, yeah. you'll have a better idea of what acting classes will be decent and which ones are basically a ripoff. So how about you do a bit of research, find a couple of workshops and suggest something to us, and then we'll we'll find it and go together. Um, right, right, right. He found one. He found a acting workshop in East London. In, East uh, London. East London. For people who don't know, because we have a very international audience. Yes. East yes. London is very trendy now. It's where I. It's where I come from. It it's used not, to be a shit. Funnily hole. enough, it's not. It wasn't in the trendy bit. It was in Whitechapel, which is basically a ninety percent Muslim area. Yeah, that's ninety percent Indian. Yeah. Okay, but still, it's probably it's still it's close enough to the trendy. It's close enough to the city. Yeah, yeah. It's still it's still a trendy area, I'd say. It's for it's it, anyway. So okay, all right. I'm excited. I feel like I'm going to an acting class now. Mm. Get a story. <laughs> so we show up uh, to Whitechapel on the day. It's a three-hour lesson. Where uh, is it? Studio room. Pick the painted pictures. This oh, is like a yes. big. It's like a flash dance studio. It is almost, but like it's it's a small auditorium with like a bunch of seats and then a small raised stage. In, right at one end, the stage at is at one end. Stage, and the seats are in a circle. Day. Seats like are an Alcoholics Anonymous. Meeting. No, no, they're not in a circle. They're in like lines, just a square bunch of lines. Why are you in lines? Stage. Aren't you going to be standing and moving? Don't worry, I'll, it'll come. To, it'll, I'll describe right. it in I'm, a bit. Just, I'm excited. You're jumping ahead, bro. I'm nervous about this acting class. <laughs> I feel like I'm going. <laughs> Go on. So yeah, it's a it's a raised stage. Um, we we showed up. Um, Two o'clock. Uh, we, we they buzz us in. We the introducers standing and in, uh, at the door uh, saying hi to everyone, saying go on. Who's they? Hold up, hold up. I need to know where these people. Okay, so the teacher is yeah. this woman. I'd say who was in her um, early thirties, probably late twenties or early thirties. I think she was Mediterranean of some kind. She was maybe Italian, maybe Spanish. She had an accent. Yes. Oh, was she attractive? Uh, very attractive. Um, wow. She was wearing 
all black. She was wearing uh, a and black jumper and uh, a black skirt and black boots. Real and teacher. Then it was yeah. it was incredible. Actually, I have to say, she had such control over the classroom. She really made it like she curated the experience to a T because she was speaking in a certain way, asking questions in a certain way, talking in a certain way to make everybody sort of very quickly lower their guards and be like willing to engage with their emotions. It was it was so interesting to watch. She was she commanding and very charismatic commanding. in a dominatrix way. She was a vampish Mediterranean <laughs> I love her. I think I'm in love with her. I'm going to leave my wife. Where did this come from, man? I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. Jesus. I could just picture it. I could just picture it. She was very good. She was very good. I was very impressed. Right. But now we get to the juicy. Who, what would the rest of them look like? So this, the rest of this is yeah. interesting. Um, and this is something I discussed with the collaborator. Because I said to him, you've done acting classes before. Is it usually like this? And uh, he said, no, funnily enough, um, we had more like working actors show up to this acting lesson than is normal. Because usually the people who show up are very young people who are trying it for the first time yeah, or amateurs. just like, amateurs or just regular people who are doing something like, you know, just to get a bit of confidence or try a new hobby or something. Yeah. Whereas the session that I went to, there was about 10 of us. And I think about four or five of them were like normal people like me and him who were yeah. showing up to try to learn some skills. And then there were about four or five like working actors who were just, I wow. don't know why they showed up. They didn't really. Why would it. you show up to this? That's just bizarre. I think they were just trying to refresh their skills or something. Or, they had a job in a while. Or maybe, maybe that's it. So a couple of them did mention that um, they'd been busy with their day jobs and gotten distracted and wanted right. to jump back in and sort of dip their toe back in. Another one was this Spanish actor who said he'd done a lot of acting in Spain in Spanish, yeah, yeah, but yeah. hadn't done much in English. So he wanted to yeah. come to this lesson and practice acting in English. Were they just a friendly, generally normal bunch of people then? Um, there's there, there's a bit of a variety. There right. was there yes, was a there's a boring white girl, very boring. Uh, there was there was a very interesting Italian girl who she used to be a theatre actress in Italy, and then she came over to London and she's been doing bits of theatre around London, and she was. She was so fucking good. When we started actually acting. doing the exercises, yeah, when we yeah. were doing the exercises, I was watching her and it was, I saw her change in front of me and it was incredible. But I'm jumping ahead. Um, that's a little teaser for later on. Uh, there was there was an English guy who was a professor. I don't know why he showed up. Older guy. There was, well, mid, early 40s, I'd say. Late 30s, right. early 40s. Right. Um, he showed up. He was there to, I don't know, have a good time. Um, there was a, I don't know, should I say their names? Is it? No, you, you can say their names. You can, but yeah, people are going to listen to his podcast. Someone in the fucking, you know, mm -hmm. Middle East is going to listen to his podcast. Yeah. And they could start Googling. You're not going to give their surnames, right? No, no, so I don't even know their surnames. Okay. So basically, the interesting thing is the professor was this white guy called Chris. And right. then there was a there was another guy who was a black guy who's an actor, a full time actor, and uh, he was uh, also called Chris. So for oh, the whole shit. lesson, we had white Chris and black Chris, but yeah. nobody was calling them that. 
everybody in the classroom was just walking around going, oh, hey, uh, Chris, yeah, you, Chris, not the other one, you. Uh, yeah, try yeah, this, yeah. try that. Uh, and the whole time I'm sitting there giggling to myself thinking, why don't we just call them Black Chris and Black White Chris? Chris? <laughs> I was so tempted to be like, yeah, Black Chris, bro, get over <laughs> But I didn't. I resisted the urge. Uh, because, but it did make me laugh. You could have just said Professor Chris. Professor, Professor. Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have done. Joking. Mm, maybe, maybe I could have. And uh, who else was there? All right, so we've got Professor Chris. Yeah. Black Chris. Yeah. Italian girl. What Italian. Ita- I can't remember. Italian Beautiful girl. Name. Rosabella. Italian, uh, sure, Rosabella. Uh, white Boring girl. white girl. Um, uh, Spanish gay was- guy. Spanish gay guy who'd acted in Spain. That, yeah, yeah, acted in Spain. Right. We had, um, uh, there was a black girl sitting behind me. And yeah. then there was, oh, there was a, there was an interesting Scottish guy next to me. He was a yeah. musician who oh. basically the whole reason he was doing the acting classes was because he was doing music videos and he was uncomfortable with having to do the music videos and didn't know how to act in front of the camera. So he wanted to get some of those. So he's a successful musician. I think so. He said he'd been in a band for eight years and done a bunch of tours and stuff. So wow. it sounded like he was a working musician. Well, what's his name? Let me Google his band. I don't know. I don't know. I just remember him as Scottish musician guy. All right. Who else? Who else? And then it was me and the collaborator. <clears throat> and that and the it. rest are just generic fillers. I think that was it. Ten. Is that everyone? I think that's about eight people, including me and the collaborator. That's about eight or nine people. Okay. All right. So, oh, there was another guy called. There was another English guy at the end. Yeah, I remember now. There was another English Boring guy at the English end. Guy. Yeah, forget basically. Right. Okay. What happens next? So you go in, you say hello. Is it nerves? Is it nervous? Is it awkward? well? This is what the interesting it? thing. All right. I thought we were going to jump straight into the acting, but this is how she create the teacher. How she curates the class is we spend the first half an hour going around introducing ourselves, saying oh, why we're yeah. here acting. And then also say, t- describing one thing we like about ourselves and one thing we dislike about ourselves. So I, you can see immediately she's getting people to lower their guards and be a bit introspective about themselves and also share that with the people in the class. So already she's bringing us into a vulnerable kind of mood. That's literally what they used to do the first day of school every year. Not with the dislike and the like stuff. In college, yeah. It was one thing about, use one word to describe the person next to you and one way, you know, it's stuff like that. I never did that. I never did that. We did stuff like that all the time. Maybe I took more interesting classes. Yeah, no. In psychology and English, you know, because all those teachers are We never did that. We literally, we'd show up to day one of the class and they'd be like, okay, here's the syllabus. This year we're going to be doing this, this and this. Let's start with this today. And they jump into the lesson. Yeah, if you were doing English and and psychology and stuff like that, which you should have been doing because psychology had the most and the fittest girls in it. Yeah. Which was literally the reason I chose it. (laughs) That's what they do. They give, uh, they give, uh, you know, they have these little exercises. Okay, that's good, right? So you, half an hour. Though. How long was the class in total? Uh, three hours. Fucking hell. That's not a class. That's a workshop. That's... It's a class slash workshop, whatever you want to call it. Fucking hell, three hours. Mm. Were there smokers in the group? I don't know. I can't tell. Nobody went out for a smoke because everyone, everyone had paid for the lesson. So nobody's... You paid out. for it? Yeah, of course I paid for it. Who, how are you going to get a free fucking three-hour lesson? 
I thought it was free. Who said it was free? At what point did the word free come out of my mouth? I thought you mentioned it was free like a, a day ago or something. All right. No. Okay, so you do the introductions. How do the introductions go? Yeah, Were you nervous? Fun. No. What did you no. say about yourself? I, word I for said, word, what did you say about yourself? I said, hi, my name is Liban. I'm here with The Collaborator. We're here because we've got a project that we're going to film in September. We want to, you know, get a bit of acting experience, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Thank you very much. One thing I like about myself, I like my energy. I feel like I've got really good energy and I, a lot of people seem to like it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very happy about how I'm able to share that energy with people. What I dislike about myself is my laziness. My innate nature is lazy. And uh, every day is a struggle to fight that laziness so that I'm not just, you know, sitting at home doing nothing. How did they receive it? Was there a warmth around the group? Did they laugh like when you said lazy and that? No, I think that's a pretty common one. I don't think that's uh, unusual. All right. So it's still cold, still nervy, the group? No, I think it was just neutral. It wasn't nervy. I think it was just neutral. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's see. What happened next then? Well, the people are going around. Some people yeah. have uh, like interesting, I think one of the, the two most common ones that came out about the things that people disliked about themselves was one, everybody in there was like very self-critical. Like it seemed like every, the thing they disliked most about themselves was anytime anybody made a mistake that they would, you know, turn on themselves and get really frustrated and impatient. And so I think they're all just like a bunch of secret perfectionists and they don't allow themselves any leeway. So anytime they do anything wrong, they just, you know, switch up and they, they seem to be self-aware about it, but they just didn't, you know, it didn't sound like they knew how to deal with it. Interesting. Yeah, perfectionist is probably the type of person who would take a class like that mm-hmm. as well, maybe. All right. And then what? And then once everybody had gone around, uh, we get into the first exercise, which was uh, quite interesting. It, how do I describe it? So we each take turns. It's not like we split up into groups and we practice. We two people at a time go up to this stage and everybody else sits down and then you have to do this exercise in front of everyone. Um, one person, person A and person B, that's how we we'll describe them. Person A faces person B and says, I care about you. And then person B says, you care about me. Um, and then they have to go back and forth and say that over oh, and over. God, I'm going to cry. It's very... Then- did, I, did anyone break down into tears? Did anyone get emotional? Oh, brother, you don't know. You don't Whoa, know. really? Brother, you don't know. All right, go on. Go on. We're just getting started, mate. So there's, let me explain the exercise fully first. So in the first round of the exercise, you're saying it mechanically. I'm saying, I care about you. You care about me. I care about you. You care about me. It's sort of, it's more about just getting used to the words and saying it back and forth like a ping pong match. You're just, you're yeah. just flinging it back and forth. Yeah. And then once you get comfortable doing that, you you play with the you play with the phrasing in two dimensions. So the first dimension is in scale. So you do one to ten of trying to emote it and show it in a big way. So if one is mechanical and ten is like over the top scenery chewing, like insane levels of screaming, yeah. I care about you. If 10 is Al Pacino. 10 is Al Pacino. <laughs> One is like a kitchen sink drama from the 70s with British people just walking around going, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. 
And and then the second the second dimension to it was after you do the after you do the scale uh, of magnitude, you do the scale of depth. And that time, instead of emoting it, it was about trying to make yourself feel what you're saying. So in that second instance, it was about when the person A is saying, I care about you, it was trying to find something in yourself where it feels true that you're actually saying, I care about you. You're trying to feel what it means to say to someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. I care about you. And on the other end, you're try as person B, you're trying to feel what it's like to someone to say that to you and you're yeah, saying yeah, you yeah. care about me you you want the feeling of being cared about right so so the first time, going up. the yeah. first couple of people that the first pair that went up there it was the boring white girl and then the english guy at the end so the boring english guy he wasn't boring he was generic right which I think is probably worse. Yes. Just as bad. <laughs> I was trying to... <laughs> um, yeah, generic guy. So they went up. They went up. And I think the boring girl couldn't stop smiling. Uh, she's yeah. like, I think, I don't know if she was self-conscious or she was yeah, just struggling, yeah, yeah. but the whole time she was saying, I care about you, she had a little smirk on her face. And yeah. the teacher said, stop smiling, stop smiling, do it. And then she, after a while she did. But for some reason, that's the memory that stuck with me was that she couldn't stop her face from smiling. Yeah, it's a defense, isn't it? Yeah. The, gener you know. the generic English guy, he got very emotional. He, like, he was the first person who went up there, and I think he was one of the ones who had acting experience, because when he went up there, he turned it on so quickly. He was like, yeah. he, when, he, when it was mechanical, he was mechanical. When it was going big, he went big. And when it was going deep, his face went red. And he, it was like, I was like, yo, this you guy. you feeling it? He, he was feeling it. I was, I was like, just kind of freaked out, but he was definitely. You was freaked out. Did it feel like a performance? Did you feel like you're in the theater really empathizing with him? A little, a little bit, a little bit. I wasn't empathizing so much as sitting back going, oh, this is acting. He's actually, he's doing something. He's not yeah. just saying it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he sat back down. And right. then the second person to go up was the collaborator and Ooh. the Italian girl. And when they went up, they did the best thing in the whole class. It was incredible to see because yeah. they were going back and forth. When it was mechanical, it was fine. But when they went into the scale, um, they were both like doing it and just proper acting, especially the Italian girl. She was the person B and saying, you care about me. And when they were going back and forth, they would sort of reinterpret it in slightly different ways. So yeah. sometimes when it got... How do I describe it? So after you do the scales of um, magnitude uh, to 10, yeah. After you do that and get comfortable with that, the teacher says, okay, now try it again, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You guys just freestyle back and forth with those yeah. two phrases and then emote it however you want. Go big, go small, go deep, whatever. And then, but focus on trying to react to each other. And my collaborator would uh, try it different ways. He'd try it sort of big. He'd try it small. He would try uh, doing it in a flirty way. He'd try doing it in a depressed way. He'd try doing it in lots of ways. And the Italian girl, she was reacting pitch perfect. Oh, let me mute this. Sorry. So, so the collaborator was insanely good 
I, he was he was good at it. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say insane. You said he was the best. They no, I the said best. they were the best. I said they together right, right. were like incredible to watch because she was reacting like really well to what he was given out. And every time that she would react well, he would get pumped up by that and try something slightly yeah. different. And then they just had great chemistry together. It was great to see. Wow. Uh, and then they come off to rapturous applause. Really? So they applauded? They, when, people when people finished their exercise, everybody was getting applauded as they came down. Because obviously it takes a bit of courage to go up there and stand up yeah, there yeah, and yeah. do it in front of people. So everyone was just as a routine. You finish your exercise, you get a bit of applause coming down. But the most right. sincere applause of the entire workshop was when the collaborator and the Italian girl came off stage. Because everybody was, um, you know, everyone was quite impressed. They were like, everybody got carried away and actually felt the, uh, felt the chemistry between them. Is the collaborator single? No. Oh, okay. No, there's no love story there. Well, you know, if you have such a deep emotional experience with a stranger like that, and you're single, you've got yeah. to start to, you know. You start to want, be... but you know what? When I was watching them... I did understand a little bit why there's so many stories of actors and actresses who sort of fall in love during productions working together. Absolutely, yeah. Because you, you're embodying these emotions, you're deep, reaching deep inside and giving and receiving, and it's so easy to see how somebody yeah. could really fall into that illusion and not realise till like a year later that it's sort of, it's, it, it was something that was forced and didn't happen on its own. Yeah, well, I always had a theory when I was at school Mm -hmm. we're talking about english classes and stuff you always fall in love with your english teachers is it because, go on interesting because your english teachers they're literally there they're an older figure mm -hmm. they've already transcended the boundaries of love and sex and all of that mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then there they are they're talking to you about romance they're talking to you about themes of you know affection and grand mm -hmm. love and the yeah. high concepts that are in literature to a young person for whom all of that is still an unknown territory. Did you never experience that? Maybe it's just me and my romantic literary soul. Let me tell you something. You might be onto something. Because I remember between year seven and year nine, I went to yeah. one school yeah. uh, before I transferred to another one. So the one that I transferred to, it had a male teacher. And I wasn't interested in him. But in yeah. year seven to year nine, I did have um, a middle-aged woman as my teacher. And I had a little bit of a crush on her. I did. Yeah. You're not yeah. wrong. There was something about her, as opposed to my other teachers, that I would look at her and be like, oh, my God, look at Miss Brennan. Oh, my God, would you look at her? She's so nice. Yeah. I think it's true. And it's often the teachers are not even to be attractive. It is because they're just talking about these, these things, you know. And I bet you because mm -hmm. I went to a boys' school, unfortunately, but the, uh, um, in the girls' schools, yeah, but you was even worse than that. With the English teacher. teacher, although most English teachers aren't women, usually. Yeah, anyway, interesting. Back to interesting. back to the present. Back to the present. Um, they come off stage to rapturous applause. People are like, ah, woo, 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 woo. How long does this little thing last? How long does it So exercise? each person, it lasts about 10 minutes. Wow, it's a long time. Each, it's a long uh, time to be acting. Yeah, yeah. Each, sorry, each pair, each pair that go up there, yeah, 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 they, yeah. They, it takes about 10 minutes for them 
to go right. back and forth and then go through the scales and then to freestyle it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Who's next? So the way that people have been going up so far is that um, the teacher who's sitting there, she says, okay, who'd like to volunteer next? And then two people would go up. So the first two pairs had gone up quite naturally. And yeah. then I thought to myself, I better go up now and just get it out of the way. Otherwise I'm going to get very nervous if it gets yeah. towards the end. So right. I, I was, the, I was the, one of the third people up. I went up on my own. What? Nobody comes out. Everybody's, no. everybody's sitting there. Um, and nobody, I think all the brave people must have gone up early because everybody else is sitting there, look, not looking around, just like not, nobody wanted to stand up. What? And then the teacher repeats herself. She's like, oh, come on, somebody has to go up there. And then yeah. she, she turns to the Scottish guy who was sitting next to me and she says, do you want to go up there? And he looked, he looked around mortified. He's like, what, me? The but, musician, but, the yeah. musician. Yeah. Me, with, me, me with him. And then he was like, Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't. Yeah, because he said, because is he, is he thinking, oh, it was a male female before? So it's the, the first, is in that the, what he was the thinking? first two people yeah. were male female pairings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think he must have found it a bit iffy, but also yeah. he was generally like very uncomfortable with it because I yeah. don't think he was comfortable with emotion because I, well, I was sitting he? next to him. I was sitting next to him. And yeah. even when the other pairs were on stage, when they were getting emotional and there were little moments where people were genuinely conveying the emotion of caring and being cared for, and it was getting very tender at times, he would turn away. He wouldn't be able to look yeah. at it. He would literally bring up his like hand to his face and then turn wow. around. He would physically turn away and turn towards me because I was on his left-hand side. So he'd turn away because he just wasn't able to look at the emotion being displayed, even though we're all amateurs and nobody's like standing there. We're not like, all amateurs. There's a couple of fucking, uh, what are There's they a couple of dark horses, yeah. Ringers. When, they, when you bring like a professional to a mm, fit, you know, mm, couple it's of not ringers. fair. It's not fair. <laughs> Did you say anything to him? Did you say, come on, mate, it's going to be all right. We'll go. We'll, go. well, well here's the thing. She then turned to the guy who was sitting next to her, White Chris, and she said, White Chris, do you want to go up there? And then he was like, do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. This is kind of hitting a sore spot for me right now as I've been oh, sitting shit. here. I've been trying to restrain from myself from crying because my girlfriend broke up with me about two weeks ago. And this is like, these emotions yeah. are kind of like very much up there. I don't know if I can go up there right now. And then she was like, listen, it's okay. Sometimes it's good for an actor to cry. It's good for an actor. Obviously we don't want you to go through these horrible feelings in life, but when you do go through these human experiences, it's good to draw on them and try to you know, get something good out of it. And she tried to sort of soft talk him and sweet talk him into coming up, but he just, he was very stiff. And then yeah. there was a moment where the entire class went silent. The Scottish guy's not coming up. The Scottish guy's not coming up. Uh, Professor Chris is not coming up. Uh, everybody's like kind of frozen, indecision in the uh, air. And you're standing there like a lemon. No one wants to dance with you. I'm standing there. I feel, so, you don't even, I, can I tell you something? No I've, one cares about you, Luba. It is beyond that. I feel such power at this moment. Really? I turn to them. And this reminds me of a couple of moments I've had when I've done stand-up comedy. And it's that moment where 
the room is very tense and uncomfortable and then you're the one with the control who's standing yeah. up there everybody's looking at you and then you say something that completely punctures the tension in the air and everybody bursts into laughter and there's such a massive relief in tension um I, yeah, I, I, I turn to the, uh, Professor Chris when he says, oh, I couldn't do it. I'll burst into tears. And it wasn't even anything that funny. I just said to him, do you know what, mate? It's OK. I'm, I have no emotions anyway. You come up here and it will be like talking to a brick wall. You're not going to there's no risk of you feeling any emotions coming from me. And as soon as I said that, there was such a laugh, a massive yeah. round of laugh coming from everybody yeah. in the place. And it reminded me so much of when I used to do stand-up before. Yeah. Like, I haven't done it recently. Before COVID was the last time. And it just reminded me of why I really enjoyed it. And I, I felt so fucking powerful, Johnny. I felt Brilliant. so powerful. Did Professor Chris laugh? He laughed. He burst. Everybody laughed. Everybody was dying, bro. It's the biggest laugh of the entire session. I can imagine. I can imagine. And did you know, this is, here's, the, here's the really gratifying bit. In... Um, when everybody was going around doing introductions, the teacher asked, does anybody have any acting experience or stage experience? And people talked about it. And one of the things I mentioned was that I don't have acting experience, but I've got stage experience from doing stand-up. Oh, and you should have said that. You see hmm? yourself a high bar when you did that. No, I was just being truthful. I was just being honest. Uh, that's not acting anyway. That's a completely different skill set. So as soon as I made that big joke and relieved the tension of everyone... She, she, when she stopped laughing after about 20 seconds, it was a, it was a long laugh, let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, it was yeah. a long laugh. It was fucking great, bro. <laughs> um, she was like, oh, so let me just remember, right? You're the one who said you're a stand-up, right? She was, and I was like, yeah. And she was like, it shows. And I was like, oh, I gotta believe it. Yes. yes. It was good. It was good. Anyway, eventually, the black girl who was sitting behind me stands up. And she yeah. comes forward because neither neither the Scottish dude nor Professor Chris wants to come out. So she yeah. comes out and I do the exercise with her. And how was the exercise? Um, it was interesting. It was... Is it difficult? Is it difficult? It's a little bit difficult because I can't see myself from a third person point of view. So when I'm going up the scales... I'm not sure exactly what I'm conveying. I'm not sure exactly what I'm giving out, but in mm. my mind, I'm trying to sort of, I am trying to do something, but I can't tell how effective it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was doing the magnitude scale, when I was doing the depth scale, interestingly enough, I was trying to actually feel it. And as she was going up with the numbers and saying, okay, do it at a four do it at a six, do it at a nine. As she was giving me that, I was genuinely trying to feel it deeper and deeper each time. And I did, there was a one point where I think when it was about seven, it peaked for me. I couldn't do anything more than seven. But when did I was like, I, 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 I cared about this. I cared about the girl. I was did like, you get emotional? I got emotional. Did you so genuinely get emotional? I genuinely got emotional. I genuinely was like, I care about you. I care about, I, I, I care about, I, I felt it yeah wow wow did anyone cry now here's the thing the fourth person to come up was black chris and white chris the fourth white chris the professor he decided white, to come up he, black chris went up first and then they were like okay who would like to go up now and then white chris went up with him and then they were doing it together and uh 
uh, yeah, when it was White Chris's turn to receive it and uh, the guy was saying to him, I care about you, I care about you. And White Chris was saying, you care about me, you care about me. He was like, can we stop? Can, can I just get a tissue? Can we stop? And then he, he burst into tears. And we had to pause for a couple of minutes wow. while everybody was like, it's okay, you're doing great, just get back in there. And it was, it was very, very sincere and very emotional. Was he the only one who cried? Um, I could see a couple of other people get emotional, but he was the only one who cried, cried. Right, right, right. Okay. So there's a few people left. So there's a um, um, Spanish gay guy and Scottish musician guy. So they yeah. go up there together. Uh, the Scottish guy, he's just giving it. And the uh, Spanish guy is re receiving it. And the Spanish guy just fucking kills it. You can tell he's got years of acting experience. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he is just like, he's playing his instrument. He's moving his body around. Spanish he's soap opera. Not even that. It's yeah. just low-key naturalistic, but still, like, you can tell the guy's a skilled actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then one of the interesting things I found was that when you finish the exercise, she asks different people, how did you find it? And what he said was, I found very interesting, because he said she asked him, which bit did you find easier, saying, I care about you, or saying, you care about me? Yeah. And he said... I found be saying the person who gives the care is easier because in all of my relationships I've ever had, I've always been the person who cares more. Bloody hell. Uh, so, so people are really opening up. Then. Mate, everybody, nobody was closed off. Everybody was giving out personal histories. Everybody was giving out like how they feel and what they feel about things. I I'm basically summarizing a lot of things. And you can just imagine peppered throughout are little revelations about deep shit that people have done. I would struggle with that. I almost feel struggle. bad talking about it. I, I I wonder if all this is inappropriate because it's not I inappropriate. Like, I feel like I'm talking of... about an Alcoholics Anonymous session where you know, like people aren't supposed to share that shit. Rule one of Alcoholics Anonymous: you don't talk about Alcoholics Anonymous. Exactly. And acting class, maybe <laughs> I, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. Maybe this is very inappropriate. Oh, no, that's all right. I mean, they do just nameless, faceless people talk. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting though. Like, oh, I don't look down on any of these people. I'm not making fun of them. I just, you know, I'm just describing what I saw. And I thought they were all sort of very interesting people just gone through interesting shit. Did I save yeah. it? Did I save it? No, I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I would get emotional doing it. I'm a raging yeah, pit of emotion. Saying, I'm not saying that getting emotional was bad or anything. I'm just saying I, I don't want it to come across like uh, these people are fodder for amusement. They're, no, no, no. They're real it's interesting. It's just interesting. Yeah, I, would, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean I think it's, I think it's, uh, I'm surprised it's, it's didn't get even more emotional. Okay, what was the next exercise then? So that actually ended up taking about mm. an hour for everybody to have a go at it. Right, so we're halfway and, through the lesson now. Yes. And then the second hour was doing the same exercise, but instead of saying, I care about you, you care about me, you're saying, I hate you, oh. you hate me. Now we're going towards the negative side. Right. That I would have a lot of, I think I would find that easier. And I think most people did. That's one of the things that people discussed as we were doing it, was yeah. that everybody found it easier to express hatred and negativity yes. than it well, was yeah. to like feel that tender care that you're giving out. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And was there anything interesting in the duos? One of the really interesting things for that one was that uh, Black Chris, 
is uh, the guy who's a working actor. And yeah. he is such a gentle dude. He's such a gentle, soft dude. Like, very kind, very caring, very soft-spoken. And yeah. before the, he started the hating exercise, he literally spent 30 seconds going to his scene partner and going, I don't mean any of this. It's just, you know, it's an exercise. Please don't take offense. And then every time that they would take a, when every time she would say cut and they would stop the exercise, he would yeah. be like, oh my God, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. He was genuinely like, he really, really struggled to do that exercise. And I just really, wow. he was only saying the same words though, he wasn't mixing it up. No, just saying the words, I hate you, yeah. you hate me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how did you did the collaborator kill that one? Did he win that one competition as well? Um, no, I think Chris did, despite his uh, really, sense, he, he did it really well. He, he acted it oh, out the black very Chris. nicely, yeah, yeah. I think he made a professor Chris, no, no, I mean, black Chris, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. yeah. How did you find the hate one? Um, it was all right. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's easier. It's definitely easier. I think I, I found the other one more challenging and more interesting. Did you get any feedback about how you did or anything? Here's the interesting thing. I found that um, the teacher, what she was doing was that because when I was sitting down, I could tell, obviously, when people went up, which of the pair were doing better, which ones were performing better. Right, right. Obviously, you're watching. Yeah. And she was spending more time giving criticism and feedback to the people who did better. She was up yeah. there because I think she was like, this person has more growth or more talent. I'm going to try to sort of help foster that. Yeah. Then try to foster the emotions of this brick wall. So yeah. she gave you know more feedback to the people who did well and uh i you know i'd i don't want to toot my own horn or you know to come across as uh you know arrogant or vain but it's i, I wouldn't say that i would be wrong in saying oh then when it was my turn she spent significantly more time criticizing me <laughs> and my partner but what did she say what did she criticize about you um she was first of all i think one of the things i struggled with was breathing because um the whole time that i'm doing the exercise i'm yeah. very conscious of when i'm supposed to take a breath or like when right. i should breathe and when i should say stuff or yeah, how, yeah. how like f much force i should use so she was basically uh, she cut into it a couple of times and the first time she was sort of giving me guidance on when to breathe um, yeah. The second time she was sort of talking me through trying to be a bit more physical and moving around. And then um, the third time when I was in the depth section, she was trying to tell me to go bigger because she was like, I'm not really feeling what you're giving out yet, but I can tell you're trying, but you're holding yourself back. I can see that you're holding yourself back and mm -hmm. you need to let that, you need to forget that you're surrounded by people or feel silly or whatever. And you need to stop holding back and let it out, even if it looks fake and if it looks silly, uh, let it out. And I said to her, I, I really want to try. But one of the things that I am 
is I'm a very touchy-feely tactile person. I'm very like physical in yeah. this place. And yeah. if I was to try to act this out in a big and natural kind of way, the way that I would do it would be like, I would be touching the person's shoulder or the elbow or- I'd You be said a... that while you was on stage. Yeah, right. yeah, I was I was talking back and having a little conversation yeah. and saying, so the, the reason why I'm, I am holding back is because my first instinct is actually to, uh, you know, grab the person's hands or elbow and be like, I care about you, whatever, whatever. But because we're in this setting, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So I'm restraining that and still trying to give emotion. So it's a little bit of conflict that I'm trying to sort of, you know, deal with. And that's maybe what you're noticing. And she was like, that makes total sense. Uh, don't touch anyone because COVID is out there. But, you know, fucking give it, give it, give it. And then I went back in and I tried to give it. But I don't think I still gave it as much as she wanted. Okay. So the hate exercise concludes. The hate exercise Without concludes. Hiccup. No hiccups. Um, and that was it. That was that took up about uh, two and a half to three hours. Did you feel like you learned anything? Um, a little bit, yeah. I, I feel like I got comfortable a little bit more than I would have because I think anytime, like when I was reading the script with my collaborator, and we were sort of going back and forth and trying stuff, I would just burst into giggles. I found it very difficult to take it seriously. Right. Uh, as soon as I was standing up there with people watching me trying to do the acting exercise, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't burst into laughter or find it silly at all. I, I found it quite easy to get immersed. So I think it's given me a little bit of confidence in terms of like, I, I think I can take it seriously. I'm not going to waste time. Right. And I think one, one really useful thing I can take away from that is that the way she was directing people was so interesting to watch because almost like a conductor in an orchestra, when people were going back and forth, she was telling them, okay, do this, do that, uh, like a little bit deeper, a little bit louder, um, open up your hands, get, get like move forward a bit. She was, she was directing people really well and I could see their performances improving as she was doing it. So it, it gave me a lot to think about in terms of um, hiring like someone who is a acting director or acting coach to be available when we're doing our shoots in, in uh, September. Because beforehand, I was just going to, because I'm working with a more of a technical director who cares more about the, you know, the composition and capturing every all the footage yeah. and all of that. But I might also get like an acting director to show up. Get this up. woman. Maybe. maybe I, I did Why get, would you, if you're impressed with her, get her? I, I might. I, I do She's have, an actress, for fuck's sake. She needs the work. Yeah, you're always so. out of a job. Maybe if she's a bit, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so someone like her to show up on the day and sort of help us try to get better performances. Wow. Can you do some acting for us on the podcast? I care about you. <laughs> I care about you. I care about you. Oh, it's too good. It's too good. I care I'm about home. you. American voice. You've got to do American you. voice. I care about you. I care about you. Wait, it's good. That's fucking good. I care about you. That's good. That is really good. What, me giggling the whole way through? 
No, that's I like that's bait. There's emotion in that. There's no emotion. Listen, that's better acting you see in most movies now, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think so. But yeah, that was really fun, man. That was I, I had such an interesting day seeing all those people. Yeah, I can imagine it's a great experience. You do and it. New, you find a new... local acting class and just take it. Man, I would be in a different language over half of it. Yeah, just language. sit there and go like, I care about mm. you in whatever language they speak there. That's no, and in, in London you especially get a real mix of people as well. Mm-hmm. Like you had a bunch of Italians, musician, a professor who just broke up. What was he a professor of? I don't know, you know, it sounded something like economics or something oh. highfalutin, yeah. This uh, this uh, Black Chris, what does what he acted in? What kind of actor was he, did he say? I think he did a lot of extra work and then he right. re- just recently managed to get a couple of speaking roles. So I think he he came in quite hyped because he mentioned that and he was very excited. And oh, he's got some big roles. He, he fi- I don't know about big, but he finally got some speaking roles because I think he was exclusively doing work as an extra or background actor in the past. What about the generic people? Did they have any projects coming up? Boring white girl, boring white girl. No, no. Black girl behind you. No, they were, they, they were all generic people. They all just wanted to... Yeah, they're just generic like, people having a go. Yeah. Yeah. Are they all young? Uh, there was an age range. I think I'd say it was from about 25 to about 50. I think uh, Professor See, Chris weird. Professor Chris was the oldest. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Because if you're younger and you want to act, you just when I would think most people would decide to do it. They'd probably go to active school or something. Yeah, yeah. This is for old people who... This is for randoms who, who have lives and adult uh, adult jobs already. Yeah. What next? You should just take a lot of classes and then come back on a podcast and, and do... You us. should take a lot of lessons and come back. Why am I would, the one who have to, has to do everything? If I was in London, I'd give it, I'd give it a shot. I'd go to a... I'd pose node for art modeling or something, see what that was like. Mm. Any, how, do you think that, how do you think that would go down the I think that would go down very well. You've got a powerful physique. Very yeah, interesting. And, and, You've got a very interesting body. 100% I would get an erection. No, it's too clinical. You, you wouldn't I get think an, I, Yeah, that, it doesn't there's, matter. There's, two, just, there's like 12 people sitting around drawing like the folds of your belly and drawing your ears. And like, it's, it's not a sexual erotic environment. I know, but it's not bad that it's about your body defying you. Is but it, it wouldn't because is... there's nothing arousing in that situation. There's nothing that would arouse. I don't know, girls are usually pretty hot, so I don't no, know. I'd probably get I'd no. probably, yeah. I don't the idea, so. the vanity would be a narcissistic, a narcissistic erection. <laughs> Just the idea of everyone looking at me, glorying <laughs> over every inch of my body. How can anyone not become aroused to that idea? Wow, that's that's what else could you do? Like what else could you very... do? You could just go to what else could you do? Acting classes are good because acting classes are all about, and they about letting go and stuff. Yeah, I'll let you know how the next couple go once. Did I you have a rush them. afterwards? Had the adrenaline pumped through your body? Had you felt like a catharsis? Man, I'm going to tell you something that's going to sound silly. The highlight of the whole class was that one big laugh I got that made me want to do stand up. That's not again. silly at all. That that that's one the catharsis. Big, that one big laugh that I got, which was fully intentional. Like it was, I, I was sorry to go back to this, but 
the fact that it was fully intentional and I could yeah. see the tension in the air and that I knew exactly what I needed to say to release that tension, it made me feel incredible. And it reminded me of like being on stage and killing it. And it made me want to start up again. Really? It, it genuinely made me want to just like find a couple of open mics and write oh, another five minute act. It's happening. It's it happening. Might, it might be happening again. We might be back on the train, boys. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Oh my God. Return of the Mac. Yeah. This is the BBC Home Service. Yep, that's quite enough of that. Thank you very much. You don't need to hear me doing my full five minute rendition of Return of the Mac. Although, you know, if you were to pay me money, I would do it. So, you know, libanislistening at gmail.com. I use that as my PayPal as well. If you want to send me a couple of thousand pounds, uh, I, I am available to perform Return of the Mac at weddings, funerals, um, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, any mitzvahs. Um, yeah, just let me know. Give me a shout. Return of the Mac. Always ready to throw down. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Have a good week. Ciao.